Hello, you're listening to Sunnyside Podcast Show. I'm Ron. I'm PJ. I'm Scott. And I'll cue the music. Keep on Sunnyside, always on Sunnyside. Keep on Sunnyside alive. It will help us every day. It'll guide us on the way. Keep on Sunnyside alive. <laughs> so welcome to Chizcast. For the next seven weeks, we will be broadcasting our thoughts Chizcast. on Line of Duty. And... Uh, <laughs> I think you both just finished watching it. Are you watching it, Scott? Oh, cheers all the time. I mean, yeah. I, w- I watched it with Hannah, but I, I, I have seen it more than enough times already. <laughs> you know what's happening next, then, don't you? You've seen it all. You've seen everything. I, I, I can neither confirm nor deny. Do you get to watch the episodes uh, as they are in order, fully edited, or do you have to like watch it like all all the scenes in AC12 at once and then all the scenes somewhere else at once? And no, no, no. Each uh, each each episode is delivered as an episode. Okay. So, so get, just for ep- just for the listeners, for just for the listeners who are unsure, Scott does the. Do you do the coloring on it? Is that no, what do you not sit and cheer so whenever Scott's colored? name comes on the screen at the end the way we do? Do you think I watch? I don't know. I mean, I like many. This line of duty is one of those shows that I watch while I work because it's quite talky, so it's quite good for that. But at the same time, big moments happen visually that I miss altogether. Like, for example, something happened at the end. Like, was there a cliffhanger that I'm not aware of? Well, yeah. So, like, no. anything that involves giving people giving each other like shady looks and stuff, you just miss all the yeah, nuance yeah. of that. I miss all the nuance of it. <laughs> I mean, as far as I can tell, it's a nice show about nice people being arrested, and there's no double dealing or anything that goes on in that show. No, all the characters are perfectly straight up. There's no, no, no nods and a wink to blind horse. None of that happens. It's all perfectly normal. Um, so I, I mean, every so often I'll hear two characters talking and saying something, and I'll think, "Oh, I better pay attention to whatever that was." And I might rewind it and watch it again or something. So, um, so I, I know that uh, Callie McDonald's character is doing a number with your woman, who's the chiz for. <laughs> is chiz a new word? Is chiz a new word? Uh, the the, the BBC company, the announcer, went out of their way to tell us what a chiz was at the end, which was quite gratifying. Yeah. Did they? Yes. Yes. By the way, a chiz is a covert human intelligence source. And I don't know. If, I don't know if she was sitting on Twitter watching. Go, I better tell these people what it is because it was trending on Twitter. As if, as if there'd be a donkey as a covert intelligence unit. Yeah, I did wonder about the human. They're all humans. Yeah. Covert human. Because otherwise, if they didn't include the word human in that, what would it be? Big kiss? Big kiss. I've got, I've got some kisses here for you. Ooh, Maybe CIS is already romantic. a thing. They had to add another letter in to make, <laughs> to make it distinct. <laughs> Could be. I mean, the thing with with um, this show is is it's quite funny, and and then not necessarily because it. I mean, it's one of the, it's like the other thing I'm sure we're, we're going to talk about, which is is, is uh, Justice League. It's it's so sort of cool faced and serious that you can't help but find it funny in a way. I mean, I I, I don't I don't think Lana Judy is is not is unknowingly poo-faced and serious I, I think it's very aware of its of its uh yeah of its cultural appeal well, I, I no justice league's well, a different that, story <laughs> i thought that as well except jed mercurio has has gone online and said some terrible things about some female reviewers because they didn't like certain things and they were not nice things to say I know I don't want to get Scott into any trouble for any anything that we're going to say so uh, you know obviously all of this is just my opinion not scott's opinion or, or the shows or any, any of those things. But he has said some awful things. I don't think things. anyone could ever confuse my opinion for your opinion. <laughs> oh, we have a, okay. we, I, have a, I have a friend here podcasting with us tonight. Oh, hi, Chewie. Oh, it's the dog. Woof, woof. Oh, she's, she's gone now. Yeah. Um, like, like our listenership. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, I mean... Do you think so? You think it's fairly no? I mean, they're definitely. Yeah, I imagine the cast are having fun. Uh, you know, oh, they're definitely having man, a blast. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, what's his face? Uh, Ted. Adrian Dunbar. Ted? Yeah, Adrian Dunbar's having a play. Adrian Dunbar knows what he's in. He knows what he's up up to. Um, but I, I mean, I was watching that, so I turned my attention to to watch it, and they were about to head. This is right at the start, and they're about to head off in an emergency whack. You know, to, to do something, and they had all their lights going, 
I was thinking, would the police do that? Would the police turn their lights on first before they leave? Would they would they sit and go, let's turn the lights on, boys, and we'll wait here for five minutes while they tell us if we're going or not? Just turn the lights on like it's fun for them? <laughs> or was it just, it's cool and moody if we turn our lights on? Those lights must be murder. As, are they murder, uh, what whatever I'm, you're doing, colouring? Um, they are in nighttime stuff. Mm-hmm. Nighttime stuff. Because there's a, there's a weird... Because of whatever shade of blue it is, and the nighttime and the light, like the sodium street lights and stuff, it gives off like this weird kind of purple Green? glow on skin oh, tones. Purple? Yeah, Ooh. on skin tones, it's it's Ooh. it's weird. Sometimes you just kind of have to lean into it, and every you know everybody kind of understands what it is because it's obvious. But sometimes you just have to kind of dig in and work on figure out if there's something you can do because purple is not a particularly nice. Would be easier to say. Can you just change? Could you put just white lights in, like flashing white? And I know it won't look as cool in real life, <laughs> but I'll I'll change all that in post and make them blue. I'm not. No, no, I'd much rather. No, I'd much rather have the blue. I'll deal with the purple skin and Would you? let them. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not digitally adding blue <laughs> into all that shit. Right, the dog wants to leave again. Fuck off. Away you go. All right, then. All right, then. So, um, um, it was good fun. I mean, did you watch the other thing, Blood ba- Bloodlands? You, were you I colored Bloodlands? Well? Blood, oh, did you? Bloodlands, yes. yes. Again, yeah. a, a once weekly cheer for Scott whenever we see his name come on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, um, I've, I've only watched the first three episodes. I haven't watched the last episode. And my dad watched it, and he did not... My dad said to me, I watched that last episode. I don't know what was going on in it. I don't understand. I think he only watched episode three and thought it was the last episode. <laughs> so, so as far as he's concerned, he hasn't a clue what's going on there. And I, I don't know either because I, I actually thought that after he told me it was the last episode, I thought, oh, maybe that was the last episode. Maybe there were only three episodes. That is weird. I wonder why it ended like that. Um, no, but, there's, but there's now definitely there's four, four episodes. I'll watch it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I quite like I, it. Does feel that one feels Bloodlands feels like oh, why can't we? I mean, I know we have to keep pretending we're not in Belfast for this line of duty, but can we just for once let's actually do it in Belfast and let's embrace that and just be Belfasty because it's very Belfasty. The dialogue and everything is very kind of Northern Irish. Well, it's tough. Like the the weird thing about line of duty. Is obviously it's it didn't start shooting in Belfast. No, no. So I know Ad- that. Adrian Adrian Dunbar's casting was purely had you yeah. know had nothing to do with the fact that he was a Belfast actor. He's the, he's no. the guy that they wanted for the um, for the role. Um, yeah. And I think the fact that they have come to shoot in Belfast is again just a purely coincidental um, mm. thing. So I'm I'm much I, I think we feel that it is very Belfasty because we are from Belfast and we know. No, no. I'm talking turn, about. I'm- I'm talking about how Bloodlands has gone very Belfasty, like it, you know, the dialogue and everything, and it's so Belfast and so kind of, um, you know, the locations and everything. They've picked all the obvious locations, and you know, they're sort of embracing the Belfastness of of where, they, like, they couldn't shoot Bloodlands anywhere else. Whereas no, they, no, because where, it's whereas it's... Line of Duty, Line Line of Duty is like. This is a big city. Well, it's called the words. What's the whole name of the hospital again? It's called. Big city hospital. Right. Yeah, well, that's no. the thing. It's it's supposed to be nondescript UK yeah. town. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's and that's because it could be any police force. It could yeah. be any. I know, and that's kind of, that's kind of the point. Um, whereas, any yeah, Bloodlands. Is, yeah, Bloodlands is a Belfast, Belfast. story. It has to yeah. be you know it has to be told here. It has to be shot here. But Line of Duty, like it, it, I think it's weirder for us because we know where everything is. We know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The streets and and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's, I it's think to anybody you're watching, watching, you're watching a car chase go down one street, and then suddenly it's half a city away, and you're thinking that yeah, was a big Turner corner. <laughs> yeah. How did how did that? Happen? But, but, but that's that purely a, watching in the UK. Yeah, that's purely a virtue of knowing the area. I mean, if you lived in LA oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or Las Vegas or New York, that happens all the time. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just yeah. cast. That's just location directors. There was a great over over the city shot they did in the first episode of, and then you just go ah oh, there's Belfast oh there's a city hospital <laughs> yeah. there, she, there she blows in all their glory well at least they can get away if they, you know if they have to send anybody to the hospital they can just send them to the city hospital and <laughs> that's, that's you know the, that's a Bel- that's a Belfast landmark yeah. um, and you can keep um, it, you can keep its name 
I wonder if you're watching that in England, are you watching it and going, that could be anywhere? Or are you kind of watching it going? I think there's people. I think that's, there's that's got people. some weird specifics about that city that I don't reckon that that couldn't happen in an English city. No, I think because we they do a good job of replacing all the car number plates and all the street signs. Mm. Um, anything that would be and digitally uh, painting out the flags. Although, Although uh, Su- really. Susie spotted an Invest DNI sign earlier on. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if you li- if you maybe live in. Manchester or London, um, like the, the the typical places where these sorts of shows would be shot mm. normally, um, yeah. you're probably looking at it going, I, this doesn't feel right to me. But I think yeah. in any other town, in any other city, they're just like, oh, this is probably London. This is probably mm. somewhere else, but they're just not it's, calling it's it like, It's like those uh, people from Toronto watching most American CW shows are going... Oh, there's Toronto again. Uh, yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah. Like, there we go, Toronto, Toronto. Um, yeah, I mean, it is funny how, how um, Belfast can look like anywhere. That's always a strange trait of the city. But the, 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 the advantage is, and the reason that a lot of places, a lot of stuff does come here is because you have, a, you can step in for any big city in the UK, absolutely mm-hmm. no problem. We had a feature film shoot here and it stepped in for New York, no problem. Um, what? But... Yeah, there's just there's a scene, couple of scenes at the end of a Morgan, which was a 20th Century Fox film that take place in New York, um, mm-hmm. and they just took a couple of New York cop cars out the window um, and done up a diner, and it looked it looked grand. Um, so the interior shot, yeah, yeah, it was interior, it was interior, yeah, because yeah. you'd have to do um, a lot of digital painting buildings. Yeah, the exterior. exterior was yeah, the exterior wasn't going to work. Um, but, you, but what you have that's, uh, that's a, a, of value to productions is that you can be in a city and shoot big city things, and yeah. then within 25 minutes, you can be out in the country. Uh, and in terms of scheduling mm. and getting that and getting that sort of access right, it makes scheduling a lot easier because you're not having to yeah. like completely relocate an entire film crew like three hours down the road to get into a forest. Um, yeah. Although, as, so as, we've seen, be... as we've seen recently, if you're a determined enough filmmaker, seven or eight years is not a long time period to finish your <laughs> film. Is it, is it wrong? That was a beautiful segue. Did well, well I was going to say, going, for, going from a, a city that can look like anywhere to a movie set places that look like nowhere, um, <laughs> I, I've... <laughs> I've only just an hour or hour and twenty minutes ago finished watching Justice League. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Wow, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> what was your? So I mean, let, let, let's let's put some cards on the table. I I mean, I saw the original. I forgot it almost instantly. But I'm like that even with films I like now. There's so many superhero films that that you go, oh, that was great fun. Forget it instantly. Uh, on to the next thing and. Um, but, and and so yeah, I kind of miss films that aren't superhero films, and and so I wasn't too bothered about the other one. And then the, the whole, yeah, I I made a crack once about the Snyder verse. I made a joke about it and was sort of dogpiled by uh, Snyder obsessives. Uh, and then that seems to that wave of people doing that has gone away and it's come back and gone away and come back. And now they've got their film, which they were all after. Um, was it worth the wait? I mean, for them, probably. I mean, <laughs> not being mm-hmm. not being you know privy to the waiting part of it all. It's mm. it's like all of a sudden you know they're all like, look, look, look what we got for you. Look, look here's this movie that we got for you. And I watched it and yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, thanks. It's like I don't know. I mean, what's the opposite of too much of a good thing? It does seem to be. It did seem to be remarkably less than the sum of its parts. And yet, it had so many parts. It was just <laughs> so many. Like every single character got a long, long drawn. I mean, I mean, they're all individually really cool things going on. And you kind of think that was a cool moment for the Flash. And I, I remember and about seven, but they, six or seven months ago. Yeah, six or seven months ago, they were talking about. When you started it, watching it, yeah. Well, they, 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 they were talking about putting this out as a four-part miniseries. And I think it would yeah. work better as that. To be perfectly honest, I think it would have. I think I think it would watch. It would work better as that as well. And I'm going to put my, I'm going to put my cards on the table, and say that I was. There's, there's a lot wrong with it, and there's, mm. and we'll go into all of that. But we haven't got no, the time overall, for that. <laughs> oh, overall, I was pleasantly surprised. 
I was expecting. I I thought high on earth because the the other the first one was shit. The the Joss yeah, Whedon yeah. it was awful. It was an absolute fucking mess. Um, and I thought the, the film can't be that different. They're only they're only shooting like one extra scene. They're they, they're adding like two thousand visual effect shots for stuff that they had shot that you know never made it into the final cut, so they needed to redo all those mm. VFX. But they they only shot like ten minutes, if even ten minutes of additional stuff. So how can the film be? But possibly be that different, but it is. Yeah. It's it's night and day different. And I, this I, is... suspe- I suspect what what happened was because I've I've seen someone's put some photographs together where they they showed things like the shot that uh, Snyder filmed and the shot that uh, Joss Whedon filmed, and it's almost like Snyder filmed a lot of the stuff already, and then Joss Whedon came in and went, "No, I'm reshooting all of that because that doesn't." Yeah, like, even small suit, things that, that like small angles. Well, yeah, he, he probably had to reshoot stuff if, you know, if he was contracted to deliver a movie that was under two hours and Snyder's yeah. version was never going to be under three hours well, at least. But, but yeah, but I, th- I think I think it was almost the stylistic things. They were like, were, were uh, what do you call it, where Whedon was probably trying to make a film about uh, that could be viewed as superheroes, traditional superheroes stuff. Uh, and Snyder's kind of going, these are like gods, and we need to see them as gods. Every angle has to be like we're looking at a god. Um, and yeah, so, gods, you know, but like a lot murderous of, gods. Mur- very murderous. Yeah. God, I mean, like, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely coming around to thinking, do you know, as much as we all made fun of the A-team because they never killed anyone, and they would go to great lengths to make sure that every bullet missed or every, you know, they never actually slaughtered anyone. You kind of watch a superhero film with Batman, and you think Batman's a bit stab happy, isn't he? He's a, they're all... <laughs> yeah, they're all a bit murdery. I mean, I, I was kind of paying attention very closely to who killed people, and they all killed people. I think, except for maybe the Flash. I don't know if he actually kills anyone, but they all yeah. just murdered, straight up murdered yeah, people. Like that scene. Like I, I, I was quite quite surprised that early on that's the the heist. Uh, scene when Wonder Woman is introduced and she throws a guy, she kicks a guy to one side of the room, yeah. runs across to catch him and then throws him to the other side of the room and he hits the wall and leaves a huge head blood stain on yeah. the wall and then slides down. I was like, wow! That was aggressive. <laughs> How inspiring. <laughs> yes, sir. But look, I... Look, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to say it. Well, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say as well that that's not necessarily just a problem with the Snyder film. No, that's, that's like, like all super. Like I watched the. That well, feels did you, like a did you watch, have, you the, the, have you watched the? Have you watched the? What do you call it? The Phoenix and and the Winter Soldier yet? The Falcon. Oh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The first I watched. Yeah, the first that's episode, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, yeah. quite murdery in that as yeah. well. <laughs> It's quite a murdery show. Um, I mean, yeah. there's the there's and and there's a, that dream sequence where the the, the Winter Soldier soldier murders a lot of people, and afterwards he's like, "Oh no, I murdered a lot of people." And you're kind of torn and thinking, "Well, one, I mean, are these murders any different than the other guy's murders?" But his his well, his murders were not of really. his murders were not of his own volition. Yeah, they're bad murders. He was, he was mind. Well, he was mind control. You can feel, you can feel sympathy. You can feel sympathy for him because he was not. It was not him doing it. He was being it forced was to do it by, mind, by yeah. mind control. Whereas Batman made a very clear choice to punch that guy through a box and into the floor. And <laughs> like, if he if he didn't die straight away, he was going to die shortly after. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, obviously, I, the MCU, the heroes in that murder people too. It's yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely, definitely become. I mean, it's a thing that's happening everywhere. I, I, think, it's, I it's think it's something it's, that people who make these films feel like <clears throat> the audience won't accept it if they're not killing. If, if evil, if evil is not punished unilaterally. Yeah, you know, so there's a. But I the thing about the problem. MCU ones, though, is it's like the, uh, there is a way to deal with it, and there is a way to to there's a way to deal with it in which you can have a film that is rated 12A, and that's fine. And if you look at um, like the uh, the Captain America and the Winter Soldier movie, there's the the Hydra incursion onto the uh, the big flying floating platform thing, and and Captain America has his machine gun and he's you know he's shooting people and stuff. But none of it's gratuitous, none of it's gory. I very much doubt if you ever see any blood. Um, 
It's yeah, just that they shoot still, in the general still... direction and they fall down. Whereas the Batman branded people with a red hot iron bat poker. And... Now, I know the argument here. The argument that that the Snyder um, proponents would say, well, you know, Zack Snyder is showing the true effects of violence. Zack Snyder is not shying away and glorifying violence as a as an entertainment, but he's showing you, you know, what actually happens when you kick a man across a room and smash <laughs> his body off the wall. That's the true cost of violence. But really what it is, is Zack Snyder, to his, and in his own words, thinks violence is fucking cool. And he will go out of his yeah. way to make every single shot an amazing pornography of violence. It is. Yeah. And, and in some cases, he's not wrong. <laughs> in some cases, he's oh, not yeah, wrong. I do, I want, do I want the whole movie of it? Do I want, like, the 300 when it's just, like, sex and violence for the whole thing? No. But every now and again, I kind of want to see a guy get kicked across the room. <laughs> I mean, look, I I revile Zack Snyder as a filmmaker. I cannot abide his aesthetic. I cannot abide the things that he's interested in. I I hate I hate his his use of CGI. I hate his use of slow motion. I think he is an incredibly. Uh, and a stupendously boring filmmaker, and I I had to watch <laughs> Justice League in I think it, it it was close to four parts because I kept dozing off, and it it kept sending me to sleep. I did not care about I, the characters. I, I do not care about the motivation of any of the characters. And by the time we got to like the third what, act, it was what, just what? endless endless tons of CGI poured on in. I don't know some sort of attempt to validify you know the the whole the whole what exercise. Made, what, why why did you watch it? <laughs> because we, we, you told me we were going to talk about it here. <laughs> <laughs> but I have never seen a film that that he's made that I have enjoyed. You know, it's uh, oh, uh, the Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead is okay, although I still get annoyed that he's, that it's called Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> But that's it. Uh, I, I mean, that, that, that's him. the sum total of anything that I've ever enjoyed that he's made, and every every other uh, single other film he's made, I've just hated. Like, actually uh, yeah, produced an emotional reaction to me as a filmmaker. I don't particularly enjoy him as a filmmaker. I I didn't like the three hundred. Um, I never saw Sucker Punch because I knew immediately that it wasn't going to appeal to me. I really loved Dawn of the Dead when it came out. I really, really did, um, and I wish. Interestingly, I, I was trying to figure out the other day what um, what made that film different from the subsequent films. Color grading. Um, um, well, that's that's one thing. But what I was able to figure out is that it, it wasn't written by Zack Snyder. It was written by James Gunn. Yeah, and James Gunn is, knows how to write a, oh, right. an entertaining story. Um, yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I had no dog in this fight at all like i didn't care whether it done well well no that's not true that's not true i i didn't like that the film came about the way that it did you always want to you always want to see a good film like there's no i always want to I, I always want to see a good film but at the same time i want sometimes i want to see a bad film <laughs> he, he got i i feel like snyder got a really uh, I mean, the, the words that I was going to use don't, don't even do justice to the situation that he was in, but he got a really bum rap from his Justice League um, experience. He had to step away from the film due to like an unimaginable tragedy and didn't get to put yeah. out the film that he wanted. Then he had to see someone who is who it's now come to light is a colossal bell end, mm. like just just a weapons grade asshole step in reshoot chunks of his film, be a prick to the cast, have the film do just abysmally at the box office. Um, and then, you know, I, so I, I kind of wanted to, like, he seems like, I, I don't like him as a filmmaker too much. He seems like a nice enough guy. Like when I see him in interviews, he seems he, like, I just kind of wanted him to get a win. He's had a rough couple of years. Oh, he's got his win. I, I don't think, I don't think this is a, I don't think you know he's coming out of this in, in the in the loss column. I think he's definitely no, no. I, yeah, I don't. No, I don't either. I think that I think that even the people who had the most pessimistic hopes for this film, like me, I just thought it was going to be a four-hour version of the Joss Whedon thing that we got mm-hmm. however many summers ago it was now three, three years ago now. Um, and he didn't. He made a film that there are parts that I really like. There, it's 
far too long and you definitely need to watch it in a couple of sittings. A, a, a miniseries probably would have worked better. The 4-3, uh, I mean, I guess... That's an, that's an odd but interesting choice, but I feel like it's, it's an, like, they're just like, Zack Zach Snyder, what do you want to do? He says, I don't know, let's annoy them some more. <laughs> let's put, let's put it out as close, as close to an annoying like, um, format as we can Zach, find. We can, we can do 20 minutes in IMAX. What do you want to do? Four and a half hours IMAX. You've seen you've seen everyone outside looking for it. That's what we want. Four and a half hours IMAX. Yeah. Interestingly low. If you watch it on a twelve point nine inch iPad, oh, it fills the screen. And, and yeah, scale, and scaled a bit. It fills the screen, which was a very nice viewing experience. I have to say. <laughs> Maybe that's where you edited it on. Um. <laughs> but you know, and again, that's another thing. At least he made the choice. He makes choices, and I would disagree with his choices in aesthetics in most cases. But he is he is making choices, and he is he's, yeah, he's there's, getting there's his definitely, vision. There's definitely a, a, a visual um, coherence to what he's doing, whether you like it or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Look, it's it's a, absolutely Zack Snyder's Justice League, but to me, that's a warning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's something to be heated, you know. But I, I, like, for, for every, I like to think his entire house is full of Zack Snyder's things. <laughs> Zack Snyder's toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, it's the most extreme black, toothpaste black, you can get. It comes out of the tube really slowly. <laughs> like the things that I really didn't like and some of the, and almost couldn't look past were the slow mo after about the twelfth minute. I was like, okay, I don't need any more Snowlomo, and they just continually hit me with Snowlomo. One thing I, I I thought was quite funny was, right, so when you're dealing with characters who move super fast, right, you've got two ways of doing dealing with it. One is to kind of slow down the action and have them move normal-ish speed, and that kind of looks cool. But when you've got so many characters, you can all do that. That's kind of weird. So the other way of doing it is to play things at normal speed and have that character move super fast. And some things get away with that, and some things do not. And Wonder Woman kind of doing the whole thing with her arms. She looked a bit Benny Hill. It was all a bit uh, <laughs> silly. Yeah. Conversely, there was a bit near the end where the Flash is like, he's running super fast and he's 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 yeah. giving his last sort of message to his father and his arms are moving really slowly at the same time. And Susie's <laughs> like, I can't stop thinking. He's just moving his arms super slowly. <laughs> While, while talking, I, I mean the thing is, I uh, your man turns out to be also a, similarly to Joss Whedon, a weapons grade knobhead. But um, he made some interesting choices. I thought I like, I, I quite like the weird way he runs as the Flash because it's sort of it says that um, like anyone doing the Flash, you've got to run super fast. So okay, I'll just run. So there's no choices being made where he's going. Now I'm going to run as weird as you've ever seen. Yeah, he's he really it's a superpower. He throws his arms behind him when he's like, yeah. his arms come forward normally, but when they're going backwards, like he really kind of, almost as he's, if he's trying to swim through the air. Mm. Um, yeah, that, well, I mean, like, yeah, he runs fast choice. not because he's he's an Olympically trained runner. He has the power yeah, to run yeah. fast, so he can be as goofy as he likes. <laughs> <laughs> I did really yeah. like whenever whenever he goes he's going for the job interview and he say, he has to save the girl from the car crash that whole scene whenever he goes to run and you just see like his shoes explode off his feet yeah as he tries yeah. to just like there's little bits like that where you go god that's that's really good and then every piece of music in that film is dog shit yeah not that they are not that they are bad pieces of music but they are so miscued how far into the credits the did you get Oh, uh, uh, far enough to hear that he used Hallelujah again. Yeah, so that's what I was going to talk about. He uses Hallelujah. I don't know who is singing this version, but as, as I was listening to it, I was like, this version of Hallelujah sums up this movie. It is the most histrionic, <laughs> over-the-top rendition of that song that anyone... It's, 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 you know whenever like you know the big singer like Mariah Carey gets near the, the climax of the song, they start riffing wildly? Well, this song riffs wildly the entire way through the song from start to finish. <laughs> and it's, at one point, the music just drops away and she's riffing for about 20 seconds still singing it. And I, I know Jack, Zack Snyder was supposed to go, this is a great way to end this movie. This, this song sums up this movie and it absolutely does sum up the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'd but like they, to I mean, know, I... when Aquaman gets into the water, he always seems to be taken off a top. 
and yet you never see him put on a top. I think I think there's a stack of jumpers just beside the beach. Everywhere he goes, there's just this, these the, soaking yeah, this, sandy jumpers just lying there that he just strips off. He's rescued the fisherman. Yes, yeah. and he's he's already wet. Just keep, just keep the, just keep your tank top on. It's only a tank top. It's not like it's the big iron jumper that he had to take off because it was going to weigh him down. It's just a tank top, and you're already soaked through. I mean, you know, the, the obvious answer is we water, want to see Jason Momoa take his clothes off yet again. Yeah, like that. that yeah. That'll get the, that'll get the women excited. Let's have him take his clothes off yet again. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> never, yeah, you're right. Never see him put them on. So it's just a constant. He's just constantly <laughs> stripping off jerseys. <laughs> It's, I think it's kind of I, like, it's, it's vaguely the programmer in me where where you have to close a bracket. When you open a bracket, <laughs> you've got to close it; otherwise, it's non closed. And so, so Jason, when we were taking off a top, I'm always going, "Where's where's the on? Where's the top going on? Bit when does that happen?" <laughs> have you ever tried putting on clothes underwater as well? It's really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the, the the main thing that I came away with from this well, two things okay two things I came away with one I think that Ben Affleck is a really good Batman and Bruce Wayne mm. I like him a lot and I would I'm sad that we're probably not going to get to see any more of him and two Jared Leto is a terrible Joker yeah I saw some serious hyping of this scene you know people going at last Jared Leto is vindicated as Joker so I was sitting there waiting to see this scene and I was just <laughs> thinking to myself what maniac let him do this for you know five minutes, I giggling like some sort of people saying there's there's a cameo in this at the end that'll blow everyone's minds. And I still it was in the trailer. It was in the trailer. Was the Which Joker cat? Was that was that the cameo? Was it just supposed to be? No, I, well, I assumed the cameo was the Martian Manhunter. Which oh, that's which the weirdest introduction of a character end. into a cinematic universe I've ever seen. But it. But he also turns up in the middle of it as well. Yeah, like, and pretending to be Clark Kent's ma and, and being overly emotional about Clark Kent being dead and then going into the room and being like, oh, I was really the Martian Manhunter. Very strange. <laughs> Very weird. Why did he show up? Why did he show up there? He comes back and says, save me a table at the seat later because, you, you know, I, I feel like you guys might be the good guys. But where were you? Where were you the entire time? Where were I was, you? I was pretending to be his ma. <laughs> for for no apparent reason. Clark uh, Clark I mean, mom has been managing her grief all over time. <laughs> I wouldn't. I actually and she showed up. Like he, she, he, he had all the information. He was like, "I've lost the farm. I've lo- I, I know. Don't worry yeah. about it. I, I don't really care about the farm." Hang on. This is the Martian Manhunter the whole time. So why is it being all like? I feel like the Martian Manhunter seems um, added in after I, he left I, that room. I'm, this. This is definitely a bit I wasn't watching, but was listening to. So I don't, I don't connect when he became the Martian Manhunter. Was that not as well? No. Was so that? the bit and when the, the bit when Martha Kent comes back to to Metropolis and visits Lois at her apartment and has yeah. a wee cry about letting go of the yeah I remember of the, of the farm and Lois well, is like, well, you can stay here apartment. if you want. You can stay here. You can stay in the flash. She's like, don't worry, I'm not looking for charity. Anyway, I'm away on here. See you, Lois. Goes out of the room, turns into the Martian Manhunter. It makes no sense. It's <laughs> I right. So I saw that I I was I glanced up at, at Martha yeah, Kent talking, he, and I glanced down again, and then I glanced up, and the Martian Manhunter was outside the door, and I just assumed he was Eerie Wigan. So no, no, was it was so Martha Kent all along. No, he was Martha Kent. Yeah. <laughs> That's mad. I would love an explanation as to why he was Martha Kent. <laughs> He just likes. He just. He just enjoys watching Lois having a bit of grief. I like. I like where he went right at the end. He says, "What can I call you?" Well, I've been known by many names, but you can call me Martian Manhunter because that makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> Martian. If you if you said Martian, John Martian Jones, Manhunter, what does you, that mean? Yeah, if you said John Jones, you'd be like, "Okay, that's a bit of a weird name for a Martian, but fine." But <laughs> okay. I'm the Martian Manhunter. Oh, yeah. But folks, <laughs> folks know me as that. It's like, I, which folks? <laughs> folks in your head. <laughs> Who, the Martians? Why do the Martians call you the Martian Manhunter? Ah, well, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's like they call you the Earth Batman. <laughs> Such a strange bit of writing. I mean, I would have enjoyed it a lot more if it had been a, a, a Green Lantern cameo, and they had a Green Lantern earlier on. And I, can't, yeah. I can't remember if that was in the original Justice League cut or not, but... 
I don't remember. No, I don't no, recall no, that, that god, that, no, no, that old god scene. Dark side, dark side wasn't in the original cut. At all. Oh, yeah, he wasn't in the cut at all. Yeah, he, but yeah, yeah. you know what? He wasn't in this cut either. That wasn't dark side. That was a weird interpretation of dark side. I can't get over. He's sort of whatever way they've designed the CGI of his face. When you see his face front on, he looks like he's got a weird little hooked nose, like a little kind of odd hooked nose. Just, it's not very attractive. I just don't understand how you get from the Jack Kirby dark side to that. You know, and it, again, it's all filtered through Zack Snyder's. Like, it's got to be cool. It's got to be really edgy, and he's got to look like something mm. people could cosplay as. So it's a, it's just this odd. Yeah, there was a bit. There was a bit right at the start where where the Green Lantern comes uh, attacks him, and Darkseid chops his hand off, and then the ring zaps up and zaps over towards him, and then zaps away again in a kind of oh, that ring's going to appear again later somewhere. Yeah, but it didn't. <laughs> it just didn't. I thought maybe that would turn up with the Green Lantern. I thought we'd see. Uh, yeah, I thought know, I thought point, that was a definite nod to later on in the film a Green Lantern appearing. Yeah, but, but I guess you not. know. I mean, there's there's not, what I liked about it was it had at least it was going for a big operatic over the top silliness, which I kind of liked. It was maybe too long. If it was four one-hour episodes, I would have probably really enjoyed it a lot more. I would have forgiven a lot more, I think. I probably would have enjoyed it more as well. And to be honest, that's how I watched it was almost like in four blocks, but it, it didn't. I think uh, what it suffers from is that is DC's lack of foresight. And they, mm. they're they having to cram in. You're having to cram in who Aquaman is because the Aquaman movie hadn't come out yet. You're having to cram in who Cyborg is because they hadn't bothered making a Cyborg movie. You're having it's Steppenwolf. Who the fuck is that? Darkseid. Who the fuck is that? Like they yeah. hadn't set any of this stuff up. And what they wanted was they wanted their Avengers movie, and they hadn't put in the legwork. Together. They wanted their Avengers universe. They wanted the entire universe. Yeah, yeah. They, they chose. Avengers. They chose to go early on with the Nolan verse. And that's fine. Yeah. That did really, really well for them. But you, you can't have a Justice League in Nolan's universe. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the misstep that they've made from the get go. Is that they that they wanted to try? Well, well, we've had these successful Batman movies, and they're kind of grounded in reality. Yeah, and now maybe, we want to branch out. Maybe you could have done. I mean, I think that the the thing with the the Marvel universe, I suppose, is everything slowly builds from Iron Man. Every you extrapolate out from Iron Man, and you can get. You can get to where everyone is, you know, and even even characters like um, in the WandaVision thing where uh, Monica Rambeau, who is probably going to be Pulsar or something with her superpowers, she's coming out of, you know, you can see, you can sort of trace everything back to the Iron Man movies. And, but they never did that. They just went, um, we want all of these things. We, we've got to cram them all in. Who's the man for this? I, I think they so, were. I, I think know. they were worried that the superhero craze was not going to last long enough. So the so the mm-hmm. Scots right. They wanted to have their big team movie, and yeah. they thought, well, we'll do it. We'll do the reverse of Marvel. We'll get this out first, and we'll use this as a jumping off point. I'm still for I'm so still, many maybe, series. Maybe, maybe this is just a bugbear of mine, like. But I I, I argued about this too. Whenever uh, the Go Teen Titans movie came out, was. Deathstroke? Why did DC keep trying to make Deathstroke a thing? Deathstroke's uh, not a thing. I think they Is think that the, they're going to like seal off that uh, that Deadpool money. They think you know we'll we'll get we'll get Deathstroke here because no, you know Deadpool Dead, was definitely Deadpool was a rip off of so Deathstroke. Therefore, so you know that, that's yeah. how it works, isn't it? You know, like, you know we we've got the original <laughs> right here. It's more entertaining, and people are going, no, not really. It's <laughs> but they never do anything with him. They always pull him in at the end and go, here we go. Here comes I, Deathstroke. You know, he's, in, he's in the what do you call it? He's in like all of the. Scenes. Seasons of Green Arrow, yeah, or the, the, the CW show, and, and I'm just saying, like, they, again, they, that's another yeah. example of. Well, they, I mean, like, they, that's the, the same actor? stuff has more successfully built a, a, it, it, a uh, universe around the CW. The death, Deathstroke in um, in the CW. Was that not Joe Manganiello? It was, Joe, yeah. Manginella in Justice League with except with a blonde do no it's a guy called Manu Bennett no no it was, it was Joe Manginella no in the in the TV show oh, the t- on the in, TV in, show in, yeah in no, Arrow, that's, that's TV show. yeah yeah oh, in so Arrow. Oh, right, okay yeah although I think oh, it was right, Manginella okay. played him in the in the Teen Titans movie I think no uh, Will Arnett plays him in the Teen Titans movie yeah oh, okay then well anyway anyway so I've I mean, watched that movie the, a lot. 
Well, you know, a lot. See, here's the thing. Imagine if you're a little kid and you're like really into the Teen Titans movie and you love Cyborg and you heard Cyborg's in this Justice League movie. Like, oh, yeah. he's, he's one sad bastard in that movie. <laughs> I also don't know. Ralphie, don't Ralphie would turn to me that, Dad, when's he going to sing about waffles? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not, son. He's not. He doesn't, he's not, he doesn't like waffles And he's going to say, fuck the world very soon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I have a real problem with superheroes swearing, and I, I don't know why it bothers me so much, but I think it's just because these things, these things work so much, so, they work so well as children's entertainment. And then... Yeah, and you have to, and yeah, you have to be able to, this having a hard R rating is just, and the fact that all of Marvel's movies are all 12 A's, and to, to an extent, I showed Ralphie the... Um, he watches this guy on YouTube called Nick Pro, I think his name is, um, and he is a like a gymnast acrobat type guy, and he does all the moves from the superhero moves in his big kind of foam padded gymnastic like acrobat studio thing. Okay, and Ralphie likes watching them, and he he did the moves from Infinity War, so he had the Spider Man swinging in from the portal and kicking Thanos, and then Iron Man doing his little backflip thing with the turbo legs, and he does all those. He's like, God, I haven't seen, I haven't seen that bit. So we watched the the kind of Wakanda um, <clears throat> battle from Infinity War, and I kind of just I meant to stop it kind of towards the end of that battle. Once he's seen the big flashy battle thing, that was kind of it. But we kind of got sucked in, and and basically watched it right up until the end. And he had this. There was this moment where he knows who Vision is because he he has Vision characters that he got from a, a Marvel book, um, and he pops up in a couple of the cartoons that he's watched. Um, and when Thanos ripped the Infinity Stone out of oh, yeah, Vision's yeah. head and he died, Ralphie was just he wasn't no. It, well, he was, but he was just kind of sitting there, and you heard him go. Oh. <laughs> and then when Thanos snapped and everybody disappeared, he was like, "Is everybody gone?" And I was like, "Shit, we're gonna have to watch the end of Endgame now." Up until the point that Tony before Tony Stark dies, because <laughs> um, I'm not having a, I'm not having him watch that and have to explain to him who why Iron Man is dead. Um, it's interesting though, isn't it? Yeah. Because these characters they, actions- they exist in so many parallel forms in different media that. It's not like you're adapting one story in a, in a different form. You know, there's there's different Iron Mans for different levels of kids. Yeah, there's different Batmans for different levels. He's five years old and only knows RDJ as Iron Man. Yeah. That's the only Iron Man yeah. he knows. Um, but with well, the thing so is, he's not going to really he was get able to watch... the alcoholic Iron Man from the comics. No. Really. He was able to watch both of those battles at five years old, and there was nothing in there that I was uncomfortable with yeah. him seeing also the fact the fact that you can follow what's going on in those battles is quite a you know it's, it's quite an impressive yeah, but thing. you couldn't have sat him down in front of justice league and had him watch that no no i definitely no. couldn't have um like that did batman just stab that guy in the throat yeah he, like, yeah but did, like he did superman just okay, burn but... half that guy's head off <laughs> <laughs> why is superman really annoyed with everyone right now why is he trying to kill everyone what's going on you know what's and if, if he saw the batman lego movie and he's like oh batman and joker have this wacky relationship and then this one he's like i'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> i am going to beat you to death your girlfriend who i also murdered was it was her dying wish oh i don't I think he, no i don't think batman murdered harley quinn i think he's just saying she died in my arms and as yeah, she was I dying she the, said kill the, joker <laughs> yeah, i kind of got the impression that he did it Oh no! I, well, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a weird, uh, bit of a weird construct. I mean, that whole nightmare scene. It seems a scene. really weird thing to do with, to show that parallel universe again and, and go. Here's a bit from a film we didn't make. And well, what <laughs> it's hinting at is, yeah, it's clearly hinting at this is what Zack Snyder really wants to take the DC universe in this direction. Like he, hmm. he, he wouldn't keep on leaning on this nightmare scenario if it wasn't actually a prophecy, up. you know. Yeah, so yeah. The, he's he's talked at length about what he wanted to do with Justice League two and three, um, so much so that there, I mean, there's probably no chance of it happening now. Um, you think he's given he's away given too all, much of it? He's given away all the plot points. Yeah. Um, the, but, but uh, I mean, I can understand, I suppose, him making a film and going, "This is the cut of the film I would have made if we were making three films. This is the cut I would have made." But. I'm never going to make three films. I'm only going to make, make this one. So I'll throw this bit in that really, if I took it out, you wouldn't know 
but it's got a nice little bit. You know, it could have been the extras. Again, I think, uh, yeah, it, that's. I think that's a, a a reasonable person's response to doing these films. But he wanted to make. <laughs> you know, he wanted to make his film. He wanted to make the, <laughs> the Snyder cut. Um, and I think you know, from the music choices and the visual choices, he very much wanted to do his thing. Well, I'm um, starting my my hashtag campaign, which is put back the Snyder cut. Yeah. I, I would like oh, it to go back luck. into the vault. Bring back Whedon. I've Bring been I've been really so disappointed the other, with. Um, the other I just just I've just seen a you know swathe of of um, movie journalists all praising it, and I I, I don't believe them. I I, I honestly think <laughs> most of them are just scared. Yeah, Mark. Mark, I I listen every Monday, um, and if 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 anybody like me wants a, a kind of d- dose of more wholesome, positive um, input into their their pop culture intake, I listen every week to Fat Man Beyond with Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin. Okay. Um, I I've always enjoyed Kevin Smith. Um, not always as a filmmaker, but always as an orator. Like I could listen to him talk for hours and hours and have done I've seen him live and I've watched the DVDs of him doing just live Q&As and all that kind of stuff I think he's an, an excellent orator um, but he is a very positive person yeah mm-hmm. um, and they've done a review of this which is coming out tomorrow but already so far some of the people who were in the live chat have went after Mark Bernardin who is a, a very accomplished television and movie writer he knows what he's talking yeah. about but he did not care for it, and they have went at him pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I just um, think most, most, uh, all the reviews I've seen that have been like, this is a much, much better movie, are just, they're kidding themselves. It's a, it's an okay I mean, improvement. It is a much better movie. Look, but the it's bar's so not, low. Just, the bar's, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. It is a much better movie, but, you know, if we'd never seen the other one, would we still, and this was the one that came out, in 2015 or whatever, would we still be talking about it? Would he have made three other movies? I don't know. I don't know. It's not... I mean... No, because they, they, they never, never would have had a four-hour... You know, they never had, would have had a four-hour yeah, movie. They, they, this would never have been delivered in, in the No, they, in ne- the they never would have... We never would yeah. have got the scene. We would have got a two-and-a-half, maybe three-hour, like, bastardized cut down. Or possibly version. two movies, but even so though that... Two, two, as I hear, as I'm hearing is what I'm what I'm really hearing is we are not going to watch the Snyder black and white version of this film. Oh God, I mean, yeah, I saw that announced earlier on today, and I thought, well, why? <laughs> what? I mean, like, you know, I can understand great movies and people, people with. Yeah, I can understand people wanting to see great movies in, in black and white. Now, I can't understand the motivation for actually releasing the movie that was, you know, coloured professionally and and designed to look like look really good in colour. I, th- I think. I think there's definitely a, a level of um, pretentiousness where you go, now it's in black and white, where you can see the true art. Yeah. Hmm. You know? I, I, like, they did it with Logan and they did it with Mad Max Fury Road. I, I don't think either admit. of them were improved by being in black and white. No, I think no. Jack, Zack Snyder is trying to turn this into something he would have watched on a 14-inch black and white portable TV when he was 11. <laughs> that's, that's my theory. I that's worry this. about Zack Snyder's psychology. I honestly think he is one of the most cynical filmmakers I've ever seen. And he does not like, you know, he, he seems to adore these characters, but his vision of them is completely warped and twisted out of what I recognize. I just don't see that, you know, when he had Superman kill someone in the first, in, in Man of Steel, I was concerned. And then it's, as, 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 it's, as it's proceeded on further, it just seems like he thinks all these characters will, will kill with wild abandon. And yet we're still supposed to treat them as the heroes. Hmm. So it's yeah, and yeah. There's the whole thing about uh, Superman's dad going, "Yeah, don't don't be saving anyone, Superman. With great power comes great responsibility." And then to shaming him to yourself. Yeah, don't you idiot, don't save me. You could have got us all killed. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, but then I suspect Snyder's view of all these characters is through the. Um, Anne Randian kind of viewport of individuals being super powerful and you know that's what humanity needs it's, it's yeah, just, yeah it I, I suspect he thinks these characters are heroic the way he portrays mm. them and I find yeah, as, I as find them to be abhorrent you know and it's uh, it's, it's difficult watching hmm. um, oh well so uh, WandaVision did you enjoy it? 
I thought it was excellent up until maybe the last episode. I kind of got a bit, I don't know, like a lot of Marvel um, Marvel stuff, they, they often drop it in the last act where they kind of resort to a giant battle to resolve things. And rather than, you know, this, this, was a, this was a conflict I think could have been resolved by putting Wanda on the couch and having a serious chat. <laughs> it should have been, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I didn't care much. There's a lot of great things in it, I think, and uh, a lot of enjoyable stuff. And and some of the decisions made were kind of felt like, oh, this is going to lead somewhere, and then it, it doesn't lead anywhere. It turns out to be just a dick joke, literally, literally a dick joke in one one instance. Um, and you kind of go, oh. I, I mean, I don't really like meta type stuff too much when it comes into. Things like that were. Yeah. I mean, I, I I quite enjoyed when when she went, "You're the Scarlet Witch," and it was like, oh, and, and she said the name. Suddenly realized she's. Yeah, well, I suddenly realized no one's ever called her that before in all the yeah. films and shows and stuff. She's never been referred to as Scarlet Witch, and it suddenly and it has a, a meaning beyond being she wears red and has witchy powers. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh right, okay, that that felt like a good. Uh, that feels like something that either will end up applying to the comics retroactively or has already, you know, someone's already played with at some aspect in, in the comics and they've never really uh, done too much with it. So that was kind of interesting. But the the casting of, of your man as her brother and the constant references to him not looking like him, and it's like, okay, I mean, if I, it was another actor... Th- there is a part together, of me that would... wants to think that the, there is further intention to that and we, it just hasn't mm. been realised yet. And maybe yeah. it'll get explored more in uh, Doctor Strange and the, and the Multiverse of Madness. I, yeah. you know, maybe maybe that character does exist in multiverses, and it's it wasn't it wasn't a conscious accident that she picked him to be the you know the Pietro yeah, yeah. of this universe. I mean, the thing I kind of you know um, have been you know struck by, and it's it, it's borne out by Mandalorian. It's borne out by this. It's just I think the weekly release for for these things is so much better than than dumping them all at once. Oh, it's so much more fun again, isn't it? It's kind yeah. of, being able to sit down and watch something in a week and see everyone talk about it. And I, you I look know, forward to it every so week. Much. Like Friday nights was we'd fire up the projector, we'd watch Servant, WandaVision. Like oh, we were getting like a nice early day. on Friday to watch it. Like we, yeah, eight o'clock in the morning. We we were watching WandaVision because, well, to tell you the truth, what else are you gonna do? Susie couldn't go to work with it again, spoiled on her. So we had to just we had we had yeah. to we had to watch it first thing so that she was she had seen mm-hmm. it before anyone else at work, so she you know so that she couldn't be spoiled. But it was um. It's it's just great to see like people having theories as outlandish and as you know unlikely as these theories were, where people were convinced you know Mephisto was behind everything and uh, hmm. you know and I think uh, I saw a really really funny uh, meme today which was the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier logo their their kind of um, banner head <laughs> and it just said uh, Mephisto and the Winter Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which really did, made me did, laugh. Did, did, I saw before I'd seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I'd seen the picture of the new Captain America, and I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a, oh, a kind of Photoshop thing. <laughs> yeah, and 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 then I've since seen people talking about how it looks like the old guy from Up and stuff, and I was like, that guy's probably very handsome, but somehow they've made him look a bit. He is, yeah. Odd. That's Kurt Russell's son. That's that's a uh, Wyatt Russell. So if you oh, right, okay. if you if you look at his face, um, he does look just <laughs> like Kurt Russell, but uh, <laughs> with the mask on, he just he, he looked kind of goofy to be honest. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I just I mean with one division especially, I mean, I, th- I think three episodes into it, when people were going on about it's Mephisto, it's Mephisto, I was like, it's pretty obvious that Wanda is the one behind everything here. Yeah, I never I never understood the the. Um, I, I could I could get that like there was maybe some sort of sinister ulterior motive or sinister being doing something else. Like I like the dotty misdirect and, uh, yeah. and that sort of thing. Um, but it, yeah, it was just painfully obvious from very early on that this was all being controlled by her. Yeah, I mean, like the title of the show was Wanda Vision. It was Wanda's yeah. vision. You know, vision. I see what you did there. I saw someone. Someone came up. I, I, someone had realized at one point, Wanda Vision. One of them's called Wanda, and the other one's called Vision, and that was why it's called Wanda Vision. And people were going, "Oh my god!" I was just I was like, "Really?" 
Well, there was other nice little things like Westview is they get the same initials as One Division, and then in the middle of Westview mm. is the letters TV. So it's kind of like you know, it's. A, I was I was just super excited about Monica Rambeau turning up and turning essentially yeah. gaining superpowers over the course of the thing and going. That's like there's more super beings coming together yes. into the Marvel universe, they're, and they're and they're organically coming in, in in such a way that if they decide to do another film with these characters, we've had their origin moment. We don't need the big um, slow mo for their powers to be revealed. Yeah. We've seen that. Now it's just you there's know, definitely you go. you're I mean, definitely are, seeing are slowly ready? moving the pieces for a Young Avengers movie or a Young Avengers mm. TV series or something. Are like we that. about ready for a for a Jimmy Woo series? Oh, I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah that'd be fun. Although yeah. I do like just, the idea just, of, of him just showing up in all the other things. Is, you know, is the replacement for like an Agent Coulson type thing from the first yeah, wave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Jimmy. Yeah. Wu, I mean, which I'd, obviously I do not want to see him get stabbed through the back by a by a <laughs> yeah, a god from another realm. But uh, you know, he's he's a really entertaining character. Um, I I saw something online today, and I think it would be if they could do it. I think it would be an incredible. Um, like a little addendum to all the movies that they're going to release. And I think what they should do after every big Marvel movie or every big Marvel series, there should be one 30 minute episode of the daily bugle.net with J Jonah Jameson, mm-hmm. like breaking down everything that happens in it, but it's spun through an Alex Jones, like Fox news, like type lens mm-hmm. Yeah, a a a sort of like a uh, Colbert report type thing where it's a yeah, where it's a, a right wing pundit's view on things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be great. Um, I I've seen uh, Kurt Russell's. Have you seen? Like, so I've looked up Wyatt Russell, and there's a photo of him and his wife, and his wife looks like Goldie Hawn. <laughs> well, yeah. you know. <laughs> You may you, you probably remember he he was a star of a, one of the Black Mirror episodes. It was the one with you know the game testing one where they went to the house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Meredith Hangner. I've heard of her. Yeah, her. yeah. She's very she's very Goldie Hawn. But like Goldie Hawn was hot back in the day. You can't blame him. <laughs> Not when it's your mum. <laughs> well, I suppose maybe. Um, anyway, so we do we have a pick of the week? So we do a pick of the week, and then. Do we have a pick of the week, Scott? Well, fill us in very quickly, uh, Scott, on, on what your adventures have been, and then we'll we'll wrap up. Sure. All right. Uh, yeah, I've got a I've got a couple of things. Anyway, um, I recommend a new house. That's my pick. Of the week. <laughs> buy a new house. It's great. Buy fun. a new house. Sell 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 your house. Buy a new one. Um. How quick was the turnaround? Uh, nine days, I think. Jesus Christ! My wife yeah. said that's normal. What happened to Ron is not normal. And I suspect it's because because Ron was not in... You weren't in the middle of a chain. You were at the start. You were buying somewhere without having somewhere to sell. Yeah. Whereas when people do... When people are in the middle of a chain, it's kind of, I want to buy that, so I've got to sell that. And, then, and so it happens fairly quickly, usually. Well, but, it, according, uh, to our, according to our estate agent, there is about half the number of houses for sale in Belfast than there normally is around this time. Uh, of the year um, and that's probably due to um, people not being certain about their jobs and mm. that sort of thing with the corona not wanting to you know to kind Can of move up things. the property ladder and, and you know take on any more um, yeah. commitments uh, so it is a bit of a seller's market um, so we ended up having a bit of a uh, the thing is, though, when you're a seller, you also end up inevitably becoming a buyer. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm, we're not selling <clears> to try and like retire somewhere. Um, mm. But yeah, we ended up having a bit of a bidding war uh, for our place, which basically, which which is what took the longest, but you know, the most amount of time. We had an offer mm. on the first day uh, for the asking price, and then the same person came back the next day and said. I'll give you five grand more. Do they not understand you... how bidding works? <laughs> well, they said it will get. We'll give you five grand more if you take it off the market now. Yeah, and go and go sale grade, um, which we declined to do. Um, and you're like, boy, I'm let this eBay auction finish. Nothing. Five grand's nothing. Yeah, boy, are we glad we did. <laughs> um. So yeah, we're, we're yeah we're in the process of dealing with all of that. So if you don't mind, I mean you don't have to say, but what did you end up getting over the odds over what you'd originally? 
over what we'd originally paid or over what we were originally over, over the price yeah. oh over the asking yeah. price um 20 <laughs> <laughs> nice and did you did that just went into the new house straight away or did you kind of manage to make profit cheating but you know i'll i'll uh i don't mind i don't mind did it change the house you were buying did you change the house you were buying did did that change the equation for what you were looking at then yeah did so you kind of went for something okay okay yeah, it, okay, def- it definitely did. Mm-hmm, okay, then. Well, I, nice. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah. And when are you moving in? Well, we don't know. We'll hopefully find out this week. It's it's kind of all down to the people who are buying our house. Um, aren't aren't in any rush. They they are not in a chain, so they're just good to to go whenever, and we're good to go whenever. Yeah. Um, so it'll be down to the people that we're buying from. Um. Yeah. As to when they, because I think they want to go pretty quickly. Um. Yeah, so we'll suppose, just have to wait and yeah, see. Since the last time we podcasted, I've moved house. Yeah. So, I'm, so you're I'm, in your new abode? I'm currently sitting in my new office, um, which uh-huh. is, I think, three three times the size of my old office. Um, nice. Which is really nice. And, you know, I've got... I had to drop something up to Ron's new house the other day, and he opened his garage door via... Ooh. With his voice. <laughs> Via uh-huh. Siri from wherever he was in the country, I popped. Oh, was there was there a big dude in there taking a shit? <laughs> Just for novelty's sake, no. <laughs> but yeah, Scott Scott came around to drop something off of me, and I opened the I opened the garage door from where I was, and uh, he was. Hey Siri, open the garage door. That's not going to work. You've got headphones, got headphones on. on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but from the from the little peak that I was able um, to have in my series, just told me she doesn't have anything like that in my my homeless thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, and you're so have you when you moved into the new place? How long have you been in the new place, Iron? Nearly seven weeks. Oh, and did was there a lot of redecorating going on? You've got yeah, we're kind of slowly doing stuff here. I mean, it's you know, there's it's really hard to get tradesmen at the minute. You know, yeah, it, it's really every, hard. Everyone's busy, but I've, I've had an electrician out. He's done them sort of three days. Maybe a couple of days left to do. I'm getting the house fully network cabled, um, mm-hmm. and he's just done a whole bunch of little things, just little sort of quality of life things that that would have yeah. bugged me if I hadn't had them done. Um, and replacing wiring that was weirdly ripped out before the the previous uh, owners left. And okay, just wee things here and there. And then I'm getting the bathroom replaced in the next sort of fortnight. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's been fun. It's, it's kind of putting it in the um, uh, garage, or yeah, I was just going to oh, put man. a toilet in there just <laughs> on the off chance. <laughs> just just put the toilet in the garage on a couple of bricks. Look, just a just... there's a friend of my mother's who uh, her husband <laughs> literally has a toilet in the garage, and there's no cubicle. There's no. <laughs> it literally is just it was parked up against a wall in the garage so whenever he's out gardening he doesn't have to go into the house to, to have a wee <laughs> just, have, oh, oh, my dad has just a, have a wee in the garden <clears throat> my dad has a, has a toilet in this garage as well but the garage is fitted out like a tiny flat so it's got a proper toilet it's actually got, it's actually got walls around it it's got yeah, walls that's too it, fancy yeah. for my mum's mate. So. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, it's just one big walled toilet. That is it, just a very large toilet. Then, yeah, isn't it really? I, I yeah. would imagine that he probably doesn't even shut the door. Just, <laughs> just sitting there looking out at the gar- garden. <gasps> that sounds like heaven, though, doesn't it? Imagine being able to go to the loo, leave your door wide open. It's just a lovely wide open field outside. Somewhat oh, in nature. Lovely. Yeah, I would like a house. We're never going to move out of this place. This flat is just, we don't have much of a mortgage and it wouldn't sell for very much. And if we were looking for somewhere, we're in such a good spot in Belfast, we'd have to move further away and it would just, I don't know. Well, Scott and I can probably both recommend where we are, so... Yeah, well, you're very yeah. close now to each other, or you're. Well, we are you we're reasonably. He's about to move further away from me. About, yeah, but it's only about, but it's only about five minutes down the road. I mean, I'm, we're like I'm a minute and a half drive at the minute. You know, probably about a <laughs> ten minute walk, maybe. But we're moving about five minutes further down the road, um, so we're still going to be you, pretty close by. 
So we'll have a full podcast in studio when we've all got our vaccines. Well, that's the plan. I mean, you know, it'll, yeah. be, it'll be much I've nicer. I've had my to vaccine, by the way. I've had my first one. I've not. I mean, I that's because I'm 51, mate. That's why yeah. I'm old, old. This is when you know, you know like the five year difference between me and my wife never made much of a difference unless we were talking about children's TV or something that we watched when we were young. But now it's like, oh, I'm not getting my vaccine for another I'm in the 40s range. And I'm going, ha, I've had mine. Ah. <laughs> in your face um, didn't really like it hurt my arm day one hurt my arm a bit more on day two and then day three sort of went, eased away again so no no real kind of um, there's a couple of times I thought am I getting I'm getting the sweats I'm getting really getting really warm I said to my wife it's really warm in here she goes you have turned the heating on to dry clothes and I know it's warm because <laughs> the heating's on so uh, and it was warm outside anyway so like the heating was just boiling um, but anyway, I think that's enough of yep, the show. That's it? our show, and we'll, we'll try and get back to this sometime soon. <laughs> Bye. Good night. Good night. There's a bright and a sunny side too. And though we meet with the darkness and strife.